0: to the podcast. Why did we- I sound like it was a Western? <laughs> Welcome back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> That's what we should have done for intro <laughs> instead of our very nice one that we have. You know? uh, just us singing poorly. Yeah, us just Welcome singing weird Welcome back <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we played D&D with someone who's like listening to our podcast now and they were like, hadn't heard the new song yet. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, is it the I'm ready song? <laughs> <laughs> oh god that you just sang randomly in an episode i was like no we would never sing our own stuff <laughs> leave that to the professionals to the pros uh but i'm alexis and i'm Haley, and today and this is hysterical history and today we're gonna do what we do best maybe mm. is this is what we do best <laughs> I don't know yet. Questionable. Oh. (laughs) I didn't mean, like, this specific episode. I just meant podcast in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't—maybe I have some hidden talent that I don't know about. That's fair. And, like, maybe I just haven't discovered it yet. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. And maybe we're worse at this than we think, but, you know. I don't—I don't know, man. So, Haley, if you had to— If I had one wish. Nope. Okay. (laughs) If you were picturing a book, the title of which is All the Things That I Like, what would it be called? Napoleon. (laughs) Napoleon. That's not all the things I like. I do like him a lot. And you're not far away. (laughs) Purple Napoleon. (laughs) Closer? No, it's not really. Purple Seth Green. Seth Green Purple Napoleon. No. Uh, Rush. Uh, Oh? It's Uh, not either, but. Black Eyed um, Peppers. What? Whatever. <laughs> There's like two bands you like. It's that Red Hot I don't like. Chili Peppers. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas and the Red Hot Chili Peppers they're... form a combo band, the Black Eyed Peppers. <laughs> Red Hot Beans yeah. or whatever. <laughs> whatever they're called. Uh, so wait, let's get them all. Uh, Seth Green, Purple, Napoleon, Rush, uh, Black Eyed Peppers, mm-hmm. Sims. Yeah. Driving. <laughs> sure. Cars. History. Uh, the history. Yeah. The history of those, all those things <laughs> yeah. combined. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. Um, but not. Uh, Buffy. But not the real. Sure. Buffy. The Buffy office experience. <laughs> sure. Um, but it's not the book I have. <laughs> the one I have is called The Crimes of Paris. Oh. I mean, I was so. Like, I already said Napoleon. You did. That's why I said it was close. <laughs> What more crime could there be? He's in the, <laughs> than, than Napoleon, existence. He is the biggest he crime. He is such a crime. Until, like, a world war, he's the biggest crime. But so today we're talking about a Parisian crime. Do you know which one? They do so many. <laughs> so many. Ooh. Beautiful uh, crimes. Oh, gosh. And it's like... <laughs> so many chef-kissed crimes. It just, like, depends on who gets decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, they're like, is it a crime? Is it, is it, it a it, crime? Is it, like, freedom fighting? Yeah. Is it a Is revolution? it what we were meant to do? Is it, like... The right of man, mm-hmm. or is it a crime? It's hard to see. Is it a crime when you kill <laughs> the royals? Is it a this crime? This one's definitely a crime. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I would say killing people is definitely a crime, and yet... Generally. They're, like, pretty proud yeah. of... Uh, Doesn't mean it's not a What was that crawling. thing you were reading where it's, like... It was. um, Oh yeah, forgot. It was talking about like how much British royalty costs the taxpayers. Yes, which is an astonishingly low amount—one pound per person, which is like that's like nothing per per like citizen, not per person who pays taxes. I don't think per like paying adult. Yeah, just per people that exist population wise still like how many kids do you need <laughs> to have still, before you're like that's way too much a year it's still pretty low uh yeah i, I need to post it but i i read this thing that was like talking about um you know Meghan markle and her husband <laughs> stepping down <laughs> from being royal um and it said like that the french had abolished their monarchy <laughs> Did they? Is that what we're gonna call what they did? <laughs> Abolishing they, is the word we're gonna use. They abolished it. Mm, I see. Some people abolish like slavery, yeah. or uh, I don't know, like what? What else do you abolish? Like governments? Uh, do you abolish a government? A yeah. whole government? I think so. Do like you? like that type of government, or like that, like Reich or whatever. Sure, sure. The tyrant was. Yeah, you overthrow them. I mean, but then that—that's what they did. But they didn't abol... Well, like. But they just – they murdered a lot of people. It it really undercuts it. They got a little – Compared to, like, (laughs) if they had taken them, like, and arrested them, Mm -hmm. that would be different. Yeah. But they killed a lot of people. I mean, they got really excited. (laughs) Seems a little gentle. Listen, when you start off your revolution (laughs) by, like, hacking people's heads off with little knives and, like, tearing their hearts out and eating them in the street. Yeah. Uh, You're really excited when you make the guillotine. You're like, look how fast it is. (laughs) Wow, it's so efficient. It's so easy. We should do this for everyone. It's true. It's really efficient. Robespierre Pierre was right. (laughs) Anyway, I'm talking about the Mona Lisa heist. (laughs) What? Yeah, it's crazy. What happened? Nobody knows. I bet there it involves like six mini Coopers <laughs> and like George Clooney. It's the Italian job. And and it's Ocean's like 11. And Ocean's 11, yeah. And Ocean's say, 8. He's not in Rihanna's job. there. <laughs> Everybody. Rihanna. Everyone you could want. Rihanna. R- Riri's in it. A- Riri's there. <laughs> she steals them on a She just like walks up. She's like, I'm taking it. And they're like, that's fair. I mean, you are a queen, so I mean, go ahead. If anyone deserves it, it's probably you. <laughs> so I got most of my information from an article by James Zug in this like on the Smithsonian that's website. Unfortunate. Um, an article on history.com by Evan Andrews. And a Vanity Fair article and this book I read called The Crimes of Paris. I only read the one chapter. Um, But it's by Dorothy and Thomas Hubler. Oh, God. Which is so cute, though, because they're, like, married. Mm. And then they're just, like, writing crime books together and Vanity Fair articles. And I'm, like, precious. Also, they have, like, the best information. So I'm, like, good for you. You described it as a terrible time loop. (laughs) (laughs) No, I – so I just have this thing where, like, if you read – Uh, I think I read like 13 articles about this, Mm -hmm. and once you read the same information 13 times, uh, it's stressful and it's boring (laughs) and you were like, this is the worst. Uh. And then I read the Vanity Fair article they wrote. Uh, and then started reading this book that they wrote after that. Mm-hmm. And the Vanity Fair article and the book start the exact same. Like the wording's the exact same. Because oh, they, they wrote both of them. They just took their first chapter and put it it's in Copy-pasted the beginning. Yeah. And so then I felt like I was trapped in a time loop because yeah. I'm reading the exact <laughs> same thing. Um, but then the book very quickly went on a different direction. And I appreciated it. Because mm-hmm. most of the articles and stuff I read do it in, like, chronological order, or they do it in, like, the order I'm going to do, which is, like, I guess chronological, but, like, they tell you how the crime happened Mm -hmm. in most of them in the chronology, whereas what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what happened, and then at the end we'll reveal who did it because of getting caught yeah spoiler alert they get caught what crazy you mean um, the Mona Lisa in the louver isn't a fake one <laughs> that they could. put up to, to some people it is some out people of, think it is out of embarrassment mm-hmm. I mean honestly I would put a fake one up because sure they have, like, the brightest lights on it, and everyone's yeah. taking flash photography. Yeah. I'm like, just put a fake one on well, it. You can recreate it. Like, people it's, are pretty good at it now. It's like the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. It, it's very small. Just get – just print out a copy. But, yeah, so I'm not insulting them. They're both their works were really good. It's just when you read a thousand things yeah. back to back, it makes you stressed out. <laughs> you were so excited. You're like, <laughs> I, I escaped out of the time I loop. I did it. I found it. <laughs> but all of their information, like I said, in the Vanity Fair article, it's very chronological. And then in this one, it's very, like, cultural, which is very Mm -hmm. interesting to me, about, like, how people are responding to it being gone, which I really like. Yeah. So, uh, we're talking about, uh, it gets stolen in 1911, and so we're talking about Paris in 1911. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Paris during the Belle uh, Époque. Epoch. Uh, epoch. Probably epoch. Um, I think it's ep- epoch. Epoch, which is uh, the beautiful time mm-hmm. between the late nineteenth century and the outbreak of World War One. Mm. <laughs> that sweet, sweet time between that time where we killed everyone and the time where they killed all of us. Yeah, great fun. Uh, Hooray! <laughs> and Paris had become the international center for painting and dance and music and theater and publishing and absinthe and, and a lot of things <laughs> and romance. Right? Something I read was like they're about to become the leaders in film and motor vehicles and airplanes and I was or like aircraft and I was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, all those things are true. Uh, they do a lot of things. They do like a lot of things. I feel like Americans feel like we invent everything because mm-hmm. we like we do have a lot of people who invent a lot of things. And a lot of people come over here specifically to invent things, you know, like especially in the uh, 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, but other people invent stuff too. <laughs> what? <laughs> Americans think they invented the world? Crazy. I can't believe it. Spoiler alert. No. Oh, my gosh. French people also invented a lot of things. Um so, James Zug, I mentioned earlier, he wrote the Smithsonian article. Um, he uh, said, Sunday night was a big social night in Paris, so a lot of people were hung over on Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Sunday night was the only night Parisians had off of work. <laughs> so <laughs> That's what happens when you uh, uh, throw all your Catholics out. Yeah, it's weird. And all your uh, Because... Oh. M- Uh, The Mona Lisa gets stolen on a Monday morning. Oh, everyone's hungover. And not only that, but the museum is closed to uh, people. Mm -hmm. It is only workers who are there. Um, Like forever or? On Mondays. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Sunday night, because they got to have it open on Sunday because people have Sunday off. Yeah. And then they're like, well, no one's going to come on Monday because they're hungover. (laughs) So that'll be the day we clean. That's in service. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read some stuff out of this book for you. I wonder if that's why... uh, People in Paris especially are so adamant about, like, getting all their vacation days and all their time off. Because they used to only have one day off. Yeah. I mean, I think I think during this time. Like, and it's, that's or like pretty normal. Yeah. During, like, the late 19th century that, that yeah. you don't get days off mm-hmm. at all. So They're the ahead they of the have curve. a whole day. They're ahead of the curve. Yeah. They're like, we'll whip out the guillotine well, again if you don't let <laughs> us sleep. They're like, we have to have Sunday off. That's Jesus's day. So <laughs> That's as they guzzle. That's Jesus's day. <laughs> yep. This if, is the blood of Jesus. If you want us to still be Catholic, that's Jesus's day and we need it off. <laughs> And they're like, fine, fine. Glug, glug. <laughs> fine, whatever. On Monday morning, August 21st, 1911. Mm-hmm. Is that Leo season? It's Leo season. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, it's bad news. <laughs> uh, this man, uh, Paquette, he's the museum director. He passes the Salon Car, which is the square room, is what that means. And that's where the Mona Lisa is. Uh, he looks at his watch it's seven twenty a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and he points at the Mona Lisa, telling a coworker it's the most valuable object in the museum, which is probably not true. And is it in the Louvre still, or is it in a different museum? It's in the Louvre. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he says they say it's worth a million and a half. It's probably not. It's worth however <laughs> much someone is willing to pay for That's it. That's true. Uh, But at this point, it's not, like, a super famous, popular painting. Mm. Like, there are more expensive, more famous paintings in that room, let alone in the Louvre. Just, like, it's weird when you're in the Louvre and you're just walking to the Mona Lisa and you're like, oh, there's that painting and that painting. And I've only seen pictures of all of these. And some of them are so big they take, like, from the floor to the ceiling. They're enormous. Right. There are many many beautiful paintings surrounding it at this point by many brilliant artists and then you get to the Mona Lisa and it's like the size of like a one piece of <laughs> it's printer like a paper and you're tack. like this one this is the one really this is but it? this is why it's famous <laughs> because at this point uh you know in like the late uh 1850s Uh, People don't have a lot of access to art, Mm -hmm. like poor people. Uh, They can't look it up on the Internet. Nope. And so a lot of people, especially when they don't live in the country where the art is, uh, rely on critics to tell them, like, what they should see and do, like, when they go on their trip to Paris, right? Mm -hmm. They know they're going to Louvre. What should they see? And so a lot of um, critics write about these paintings, and most of them are like, it's fine. It's fine. Like they don't think that the Mona Lisa is like super cool. They're just like it's there. Yeah. Like and there's there was a point where it's like someone wrote one in like 1860s and it was like they had like a par a short paragraph about the Mona Lisa mm-hmm. and then in their next one that was like in the 1890s it was like a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they had gotten less interested in it. They were just like it's around. It's still there. I think they even said, like, there's better stuff to look at in the square room. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's, like, other stuff. Because in a lot of articles I read, they were, like, the most famous painting in the world. And I was, like, this is why, though. It wasn't before this. Yeah. It was just there. And, like, I don't want—I'm <laughs> going to cause some controversy. Um, I don't think it's, like, amazing. <laughs> I don't— It's fine. I really don't get it. I don't understand it at all. It's, it seems okay. They're, like, the smile. And I'm, like, uh, so— Right. I'm like, it's good technique. Like, it's <laughs> <Cool>. a painting. <laughs> yeah, But, like, I passed 1,600 better paintings on the way to this room. Right. And it's, like, it's not even my favorite Da Vinci's. So I'm like, whatever. It's fine. And then it's like if you go down a floor, that's all the, like, marble stuff that we stole from Egypt. I'm like, that's right. pretty impressive. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's pretty <laughs> cool. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so Monday they see it at 7.20 a.m. It's there. They come back later, same guy. I think at like eight forty-five. Uh, not on the wall anymore. Mm. Um, <laughs> can you imagine walking into that room and be like? Hmm. And he looks and he sees it's gone. Yeah. But he does not fret. Because it could be cleaning or whatever. Because they currently have a photographer mm. who uh, is taking paintings up to the roof of the building um, to take pictures of them because throwing of the lighting. Them off. Nope. Just like <laughs> taking them up, throwing them off. So one of them being off the hooks is not weird, and especially because it's like maintenance day. So they're probably trying to do as many as they can today. Mm. Uh, so it makes sense. Yeah. Like in – you know, using Occam's razor, no reason to be worried about it. Mm-hmm. So he just, but he notes, oh, it's not there anymore. They must be taking a picture and then goes about his day. And then the next day, um, an artist gets there. Uh, I think his name is Birod. And he, uh, they, they let artists come in and paint in the Louvre. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them do recreations of paintings in the Louvre, but they're not allowed to make them the same size okay. for forgery purposes. Sure um like people on the street know what size it is like (laughs) whatever but yeah so they're allowed to copy them to like do their techniques but they're not allowed to uh do the same size and he gets there and it's hilarious to me because a lot of these articles are like this pushy artist like they're really rude to him um and he says like he sees that she's not there still mm-hmm. the next day, and he doesn't know that she's been gone, how long she's been gone. But he's like, where's the Mona Lisa? And he has a guard, and the guard's like, oh, they're probably taking a picture of her, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a whole day. Yeah, um, it's been up there for like a week. We, who cares? And the artist is like, well, I can't paint if she's not here in the room. Um, I need her to watch I me work. I need her to be here. Right. I can't like, finish. <laughs> how could I possibly paint without her in the room? I just. I need her a spirit. I need her a weird smile. <laughs> it mesmerizes me. And so uh, the guard's like, okay. And he, like, goes up to the roof to the photographer and he's like, hey, can I get the Mona Lisa back? And he's like, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Did you it yesterday? And he's like, No. I haven't seen it at all. And then he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. And he goes downstairs and he tells the artist, like, it's not there. Oh, no. And he's like, what, are they restoring it or something? What are they doing? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And then he goes and he checks and they're like, <laughs> I'm just a guard. <laughs> I know. He's I, just a layman. Oh, no. And so he goes and he checks and they're like, no, we don't have it. Uh, and then he's like, "Uh oh, so I need to leave. And his boss happens to be gone uh, that day. Like the mm-hmm. the guy who's in charge of this area or whatever. Yeah. Um. So he has to go and tell the museum director mm-hmm. that Mona Lisa's is missing. Hey. And, you know, like, as soon as he does. The director is going to be, like, what your parents do whenever you can't find someone. Like, did you check everywhere <laughs> if I have to come in there and look? Right, because he didn't want to tell him that, because, which is why he did everything he could to not tell him. And he's, like, checking all the places just <laughs> in case. Just so you know, we're having trouble finding the one th- It's so, it's like not even good. Don't even worry. There's so many better paintings in that room. Yeah. We'll just put (laughs) something else on the wall. No one will care. Don't worry about it. We'll just say we put it in storage forever. Right. So then they're like, hmm. (laughs) So they look over the entire museum. They get all the guards to go in all the rooms and look because, like I said, nobody's, it's like maintenance day. So they don't have to guard against people, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I guess this is the next day. But I think they're not open yet. And so uh, they all go around and look at all the rooms. It's not there. Uh, and there's a lot of rooms. Yes. Uh, in all the places they think it could be, it's in none of those places. They don't look everywhere because there's too many rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but in enough places that they're like, I don't think it's here. I feel like it's <laughs> not here. So they call the police. Um, and, you know, it's 1911, so you can imagine the top-notch investigation technology Mm -hmm. we have to use. Um, The police come and they investigate, and they find out uh, when they're looking around that in, like, basically a maintenance tunnel area where it's, like, going down, like a place where guests aren't supposed to go. Um, Mm -hmm. They go downstairs into this area, and they find protective glass and the frame that Mm. Mona Lisa was in. Oh no. But she's not there. And the door is missing a handle. Mm. Like the doorknob's gone. Yeah. But and it's open. Yeah, of course. Mm. They're like, "Hmm, looks like someone just walked in." <laughs> yeah, walked in. And there was a couple articles I read, too, that were being very shamey to the police about this. I mean, that's already more than I expected them to do. Right. Uh, And they were shaming them more about other stuff Mm -hmm. later. But there was like a theme when I was reading articles that it was like a lot of the articles I read were anniversary articles for the 100-year anniversary of it happening. Mm -hmm. So they were from 2011. Um, And clearly – when you do that kind of article for CNN or for ABC News, you didn't spend that much time reading about it. Why would you? What's the point? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not what you're interested in, probably. And, like, you just got to do it. It's like a weird history puff piece. (sighs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you don't have anything else to say. Nothing's new. So Mm -hmm. it's like, whatever. So a lot of these, like said things that I was like clearly you don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. and so some of them made like general assumptions because they hear a detail yeah and they're like oh that's stupid and then I'm like okay but then once you read like the actual chunk of information you're like that's not so stupid yeah once you know um like the first guy talked about the guy who figured out it was missing who's like oh my gosh I need her in the room to paint mm-hmm. and they made him just sound like the biggest a-hole in the world <laughs> which I was like you should be happy because he helped you figure out I was missing right he pointed out that you're painting wasn't so, there. even if it was just like I need a presence in the room, like at least now you know it's missing. Yeah. Uh because it could have been missing for days and days and you wouldn't have known. The trail could have gone cold. But so he was painting a painting of the room and what? specifically What a loser. <laughs> specifically he was painting a picture of this woman looking at the Mona Lisa, and she's looking into the newly installed glass for safety uh-huh. um, that people have been complaining about because it's this glare, and then I just see my own face, and I can't see the painting very well. That's the art. <laughs> Your <laughs> Mona Lisa. You're the art. Right, and so his painting is of her looking at the Mona Lisa but seeing her reflection mm-hmm. and the painting at the same time, which sounds very nice. Um, and, you know, then you're like, oh, that's why he needs the Mona Lisa, because it's like the center of his painting. <laughs> So he's like, she kind of has to be here for me to, like, be able to do it. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I've never even seen it. I'm not off the top of my head. Um, I love that they put it in protective glass, but they didn't, like, attach it to the wall. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like she, like, the painting is in a frame that's in glass that's still just, like, pink on the wall. Yeah. Like, you can just pull it off. They just hung it on a, on a nail. Yeah. Right, and then while they're investigating, you know, they found this stuff. They find a fingerprint on the frame, mm-hmm. so they're like, that's good. But, you know, they don't have, like, a computer system no, to a run it yeah. through. Um, the dude, uh, his name is Bertillon, uh, who is, like, their main detective. He has a fingerprint database in his personal collection <laughs> He just <laughs> as collect. a detective. He collects them. But he doesn't even have them organized by, like, type or name or anything. It no. just has them. Everyone has that drawer in their office full of fingerprints. Right. So, like, he – it's not like he can be like, oh, it's a whirl," and then look at all the whirls he has. Mm-hmm. A whirl piece. He's just going to have to look at every single one he has. And he has, like, 350. That's what you get interns for. <laughs> That's their job. That's like the junior detective job. That's uh, why and they, you get junior detectives. And because they find a fingerprint, they fingerprint every single person who works at the Louvre. Sure. Um. And uh, doesn't come back with anything, mm-hmm. which is they're like, great. Which, once again, I think is pretty good police work Um, and just unfortunate that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then they follow this lead for this guy, because this was one of the things, too, that they were like, this is ridiculous that they would do this. Um, His name is uh, <laughs> he's the most French name. His name is Guillaume Aponier. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Guillaume is my favorite French name. It's William, but it looks insane and it sounds ridiculous and it's beautiful. It's terrible. Um, And uh, Guillaume is a poet. Of course. Which means he's an anarchist. (laughs) He's one of those uh, extreme liberals that live in the gutter. And writes poetry. Yeah. And from different sources I read that he wrote an article about how embarrassing it was that the Mona Lisa had gone missing and they should be ashamed. Uh, Which is a common theme from a lot of people. But he also, before that, like before the theft, had written a piece in a newspaper about how they should just shut the Louvre down entirely. (laughs) Yeah. So they're like, yeah, tear it down. Maybe we should talk to him. Mm -hmm. So they do. Um, They also want to talk to him because they made it sound crazy that they would even want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. That they were like just looking at subversives. And I'm like... No. Not at, like, a random. No. And they also want to talk to him because this is not the first item that has been stolen from the Louvre. Um, recently, like, I think it was, like, four years before this, someone had stolen statuettes from the Louvre, like, Egyptian ones. Oh, my God. I believe. And, and they, they uh, weren't like, maybe we need better security. <laughs> That's what the glass was for. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and then uh, they had figured out that it was that guy's secretary who mm-hmm. had stolen them. Which is why they want to talk to him. Yeah. And so they go to talk to him. And then he says, so, yeah, I don't know anything about that, like about the Mona Lisa being stolen. But the reason my secretary stole those statues or statuettes, because they're little, um, was so that Pablo Picasso could paint them. He couldn't go to the Louvre? I guess not. Couldn't do it. Maybe they don't let you paint in the statue area? I don't know. That's not allowed. <laughs> that seems wrong. Um, also, were they returned? I think they got them back. <laughs> that's not the it same as— It wasn't the center point of any of these that's stories. Not, that's not the same as <laughs> were they returned. <laughs> Pablo is a criminal. He's a criminal. But once again, they in these articles, they say like, oh my gosh, they thought Pablo Picasso was a suspect. Isn't that ridiculous? They mm-hmm. thought he stole her because uh, he hates classical art and it's all about modern art. Where did that come from? I have no idea. What? But then, right, and so when I read that, I was like, I mean, that does sound ridiculous, but like possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read this and I was like, no, it's because he knows this guy who stole something else and then he's like, yeah, and he gave him to him. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty good detective work. Yeah. (laughs) And they talk to Picasso, and I'm pretty sure they fingerprint him, and he's like, I wasn't there. I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. He was probably drunk and wasn't there. (laughs) Monday morning. Which means he wouldn't remember (laughs) having stolen it. But his fingerprints don't match, and so they're like, cool, never mind. He had an accomplice. Thanks for talking to us. Goodbye. (laughs) He never also He never touched her. The idea that he's like, can you get me these statuettes so I can paint them? And then I looked at the painting he made, and of course it looks nothing like the statuettes would look like in real life. I'm yeah. like, can't you imagine? Why do you need them in front of you? Why, for the type of art that you do? Why do you need why? it? He's like, but I have to have a bowl of fruit to make it look like squares. And I'm like, I don't understand. You can't just imagine a bowl of fruit. You can't just imagine tiny statues of ladies and, guys and then make their faces weird. I don't get it. I know if I looked at his his <laughs> excuse and then at his paintings they'd be like i you're an idiot i don't understand i don't i don't think you understand i don't think this that what i can't believe you're gonna live like another 60 years or whatever yeah too long too long too long so yeah it's 28 hours before they notice right so that's a long time to get away Mm -hmm. and so they're like well it's definitely left the city right um, so they and they check every single person now who leaves the city with anything that's the size that could be the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. So if it's bigger than that, they're gonna check your whole cart, your whole bag, everything. Do so they take off people's clothes? Because I feel like you could just wear it on your person. I don't think they do, but uh, you probably could. Um, it's not that big. Just like it's not very big. Attach it to like your back. Or although something. one of the things the articles were saying that was one of the indicators that I'm like, you didn't really. Research this. Um, and like I said, I don't blame you because mm-hmm. your, your fluff piece doesn't need it. Yeah, But some people were saying the person who steals it, um, that they rolled it up and then, like, hid it in their clothes. Yeah. Um, you can't roll it up because it's on wood. Mm-hmm. So... No, they did. They did. <laughs> they rolled it. Clearly, they think it's on canvas. <laughs> it yeah. is not. Um, but it is very small. So it's pretty easily concealed under your clothes yeah. if you wear just baggy enough clothes. Um, like enough layers. They're like, you're kind of fat, but that's not illegal. Right. So go uh, ahead. But so, yeah, they're checking everyone who's leaving Paris, who's, uh, and then in any way, shape, or form. Um, so they have ships. You know, that are leaving. So they've got police at the ports looking at everything that's coming in and coming out, but mostly that's going out, obviously. Mm -hmm. But they're worried about ships that have already left. Right in the whole day when it was missing and they didn't know. Yeah, and so they're having police in America, in Germany, in England checking ships that came from Paris that like within that window of time, which is a whole day. Yeah, so like that's a lot, a lot. <laughs> of ships all around the world. All and of are the Paris like, As soon ships. as they dock, you have to check it, and it's like become international news. Obviously, uh, so everyone's very interested, and also uh, you know they people want to find it. Mm-hmm. Like that's exciting. That's fun. Uh, You're going to be, like, the hero. Yeah. So, like, they're like, I hope it's in America. I hope it's in Germany because <laughs> then i got to do a cool thing. I've got a golden ticket. Um, they talk to, like I said, they talk to all the uh, employees. And one of them, his name is uh, Sauvé, I think. He is, like, a plumber or, like, a maintenance worker who actually works at the Louvre. And they're like, did you see anybody over here? And he's like, yeah. There was a guy um, who was, like, trying to use a key on the door, and it didn't work. And then he was—took off the doorknob to try to get out. Okay. But he still couldn't get it open. And then I came down, and I helped him with it. Um, And I was like, we should probably leave this door open for people. And he was like, that's a good idea. (laughs) Yes. And then he left. Okay. You didn't feel like that was (laughs) important? He didn't think it was weird. The guy, he said, was dressed like a maintenance worker, so he just thought he worked there. Yeah. Um— And that he wasn't acting weird. It was just like the door didn't work. Yeah. So he's like, okay. Yeah, they don't work if you don't have the key. No. That's how locks are. And that is the same room in which they find the discarded glass and the uh, frame. Mm -hmm. So presuming at that point that the thief had already taken it out of the glass and the frame, had it hiding on their person, and that he didn't see the glass or the frame. Mm -hmm. Or he wouldn't have helped him, obviously. And so – or probably because it also appears like the glass in the frame might be in an area where that isn't the most unusual thing to see. Sure. So that that might have been a photographer situation. They don't want to take a picture of it in the glass or probably even on its frame. Gross. Ew. But – so they – yeah, they interview him and they show him like 350 pictures of men. Oh, my God. uh, None of whom are the right person, he says. Oh, my God. But they're trying. Um. Are those 300 the same ones that the police captain just has in his drawer of fingerprints? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, listen. <laughs> Maybe Pablo Picasso is just in here randomly and he's like, is it this man? Pablo. Um, I bet it's Pablo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but uh, so he, yeah, so they go through all these photos. He doesn't know anybody. Um, and he tells them what he looks like. That they're like, he's like, yeah, he's kind of short. He's got a mustache. He's got dark hair. Um, I think he even tells them that he looks Italian. Um, <laughs> he looks like a foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> Very swarthy. Got some good good racial tension going on in 1911. Yeah. <laughs> right before the war. And so, uh, yeah, so he tells them what he looks like. And then they go outside because they don't have the doorknob. Mm-hmm. It's not there, even though it's clearly gone. Um, like in, he said, he took it off. And then they find it in a gutter nearby. Sure. Um, and uh, they follow the route that he apparently went on, right? And through that room is not outside. Like in some of the articles I read, they said it was like straight outside. Mm-hmm. But the ones that had seemingly better information were like, no, it goes into a hallway. Yeah. Or like another room and then another room and then the front entrance. That's how the Louvre works. Yes. <laughs> the rooms never end. No, they're all connected and there's no side exits. <laughs> there's like two <laughs> doors in the entire place that leave like outside. It's true. Because they don't want you to sneak stuff. But then they're like, oh, well, then the guy at the door must have seen the guy. What do you want to bet he didn't? And they talked to him. And he was like, they were like, you know, at this time, because they have a very specific window of time, they're like, well, what were you doing? Like, were you here? What was happening? Did you see him? And he's like, "Yeah, I was um hung over. Getting a bucket mm-hmm. to clean <laughs> <laughs> up my vomit over there. So I wasn't here for that part. I definitely didn't see. It re- it wasn't me. <laughs> I did not do. I'm a little baby. <laughs> it was not him and <laughs> he did not see cuz he was getting a bucket. Yeah. Um so they're like cool, but they find that doorknob in the gutter. Um, And then they have a guy come forward to them when they write that in the paper that they found that who says like, yeah, I saw that guy. Um, Like I was walking the other way and I saw a guy in white outfit like in a worker's uniform and uh, I saw him throw something into the gutter and I was like, what is that? Because it was weird and I could tell it was metal and then it was a doorknob Mm -hmm. and I thought that was very strange. But, like, he didn't know that it's connected in any way. He can't see the painting, so he's just like, that's weird, and then he mm-hmm. <laughs> moves on. But when they write about it, he's like, oh, yeah, I was there. I yeah. did see that. A short Italian-looking man is like, oh, I definitely saw that man. Yeah. <laughs> he went that way. <laughs> Tot- n- definitely not me. I went the other way. He had no mustache unlike my beautiful mustache. Yeah. And uh, re- my re- My recently shaved face. <laughs> yeah, he's bald, I and would. I clearly have hair. I would never. So it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> didn't get rid of all my hair. No, I, no. I would never do that. I'm a, I'm also a little baby. <laughs> also, the guy who was usually the guard for that room, mm-hmm. um, he was gone because his son had measles. And oh. you know, then you might just die. He's so, gonna die. Yeah, you've yeah. got to spend the time you have left with your kid. <laughs> and so, uh, when did the measles vaccine come out? I don't know. Uh, I feel the, like after this, the, after it's <laughs> di- after this <laughs> after his child died. died. <laughs> After this one, um, and so and then the replacement admitted that he left uh, for a bit to go smoke a cigarette uh, around eight, In which is my bucket. When they think no, that's a different. Okay, girl. that's a different wow, girl. wow. <laughs> the inco- you're all fired. <laughs> Every single one of it's you. It's pretty bad. i um, all of you. You're terrible. You're all terrible. I love you, but you're terrible. <laughs> uh, they get made fun of this, about this a lot. Yeah. The thing about Paris at the time is that um, newspapers are incredibly popular, mm-hmm. as is, like I said, arts and stuff. So as soon as they have a topic, they'll, like, run with it really yeah. hard. Yeah. So immediately after this happens, people start doing vaudeville shows about <laughs> the missing Mona Lisa. Oh, There's a film about it. There's, you know, it's five minutes. Really yeah. long, beautiful film. Oh, it's, like, hours <laughs> yeah. long. It's, wow. it's like the Avatar of its It's day. so true. <laughs> um, there's like uh, a whole bunch of jokes people make about it, obviously, that they're mm-hmm. like, it's ridiculous. And there's like a thousand conspiracy theories about it. <laughs> yeah. It's very fun. Oh, I wish I knew what some of them words you have Ooh, them? I'll tell you. Do you yeah. have them? Uh-huh. But mm, not yet. <laughs> right now I'm telling you about guards. In the Paris uh, they ran text of a sign uh, that the editor suggested should be posted at the museum mm-hmm. that says... In the interest of art and for the safeguarding of the precious objects, the public is requested to be good enough to wake the guards if they are found asleep. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) oh, gosh. Yeah. They reopen the museum. After a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. because they've gotten everything they could get. There's no reason to keep it closed, but they still haven't found her. So then a ton of people come see it to specifically look at the empty spot. (laughs) That's art. Yes. That is art. It's the most, like hoity-toity artist thing to be like, I came to the museum to look at the lack of art. I saw the void of art. (laughs) Look what happens when the art is gone. (laughs) Wow. Like, it's not surrounded by, like, beautiful paintings on every side. And, like, there was a quote that they had in this book that said basically, like, the guards were saying people were coming in specifically looking just at that spot and then leaving. Yeah, Like, they spent spent the money of a whole ticket for the Louvre, which has to be decently expensive at the time. Mm -hmm. And then... And it's still, you know, kind of expensive now. And then they just went there and then immediately left, just like today. And they're like, "Wow, a proud tradition." <laughs> yes, they said some people left flowers oh, underneath cute. the empty spot, like oh, like it's a funeral. Oh my god! Um, and one of the people who visited and saw it was um, Franz Kafka. Oh yeah, and uh, it's he, so weird that everyone is like around. Yeah, it is very weird. And then he calls it um, a mark of shame at the Louvre. And then right after, he went to a vaudeville show that was lampooning the <laughs> theft of it. So. Like, what if Kafka and Picasso, like, sat down and had, like, coffee? They easily could have. Like... It sounds like a weird uh, friend fiction for history. (laughs) It does. But it could have happened. Um, But they're both kind of unknown losers at this point. Yeah, that's why they would get coffee. Maybe they were both at that vaudeville show. Yeah. And they they were like, let's go get get some drinks. Hey, you're weird. I'm weird too. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It's amazing. Do you also feel like a cog in the machine? All right, let me tell you some of this conspiracy theories about what happened to it. Mm -hmm. Because after, like, a month goes by and it's not found, they're like, what's going on? Like, something weird is happening. Uh, And so, and, you know, the newspapers have nothing better to do. So they're like, let's just make some stuff up. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Fake news. You know. So um, one of the more tame uh, things that they think is happening is there's this guy um, who's in charge of their, like, parks department, essentially. Yeah. And he's trying to build a road through a park uh, that they have. Okay. Like, so the, the city was like, we should do this, and he's like, that sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. And people who live around that park are like, absolutely not, do yeah. not do this. I want the park. And so they start protesting, and, you know, French people are really good at protesting. Mm-hmm. and They uh, mean it. And not only are they protesting, but it's happening right around the time that the Mona Lisa goes missing. hmm And so after she gets stolen, they say, we stole it um, so that you won't build this road through the park. And once you confirm that you're not doing that, we'll give it back. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. They did not do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guy who was going to build the road resigned, and so then the road didn't get built, so they won. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, good for you. (laughs) But why not? A lot of people are taking credit when perhaps uh, not deserved. I stole the Mona Lisa. (laughs) The police talk to uh, a sex worker who says that her pimp slash boyfriend, which I'm like, blech, is the one who stole it with his friends because he's been bragging about it to Mm -hmm. her a lot. Yeah, I can't imagine he has any reason to lie when he's bragging to you. And so, and she tells him very detailed, like, how they did it and how they got in and how they got out and all this stuff. And so they're like, wow, that's, you know, it's a lot of very specific information. She doesn't seem like she's lying. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they talk to the boyfriend and he's like, no, like, I didn't do that. Um, (laughs) Uh, No. And so... uh, And they, like I said, they have fingerprints. I'm sure they fingerprint him and they're like, it's not his fingerprint and it's not his associate's fingerprints. So pretty quickly they're like, no. Um, And like you said, there's a reason why he might lie or brag about it just because he's trying to seem cool and Mm -hmm. like amazing and all gangster. When he's just like (laughs) a region gangster. (laughs) That's right. When he's just like a loser. Mm -hmm. And then one of the big theories was that it got stolen so that an American millionaire could buy it. Uh they're very anti-Americans at this time. That's fair. Uh sure. <laughs> it just it's it's like almost strange to me just because like for a long time we have a really good relationship with France. Mm-hmm. And so it's like gotten to the point though where um the French are very like I said artsy. They're very like uh, you know, bohemian at Mm -hmm. this point, and so, like, the very capitalistic situation that's having America, where we now have millionaires, that they're like, ew. Ew, I hate that. Ew, it's gross. And specifically, they think it's um, J.P. Morgan. Yeah. He is really into France. Uh, He goes there all the time. He buys a lot of artwork. Mm -hmm. And so they think he got to the point where he wanted that painting so bad, and they wouldn't sell it to him because it's in the Louvre. That uh, he hired someone to steal it for him. Um, Imagine liking that painting so much. That much. Really, that one? <laughs> this one? That mm. one. On the other hand, the way this museum is set up, yeah. the only reason their walls aren't bare is because the good people of Paris have just failed to steal all of them. Right. Out from under them. 100 percent. Like, uh, I don't think your doors are locked well enough. Mm-mm. It, one of the conspiracy theories, too, that's related um, to this, I think, is that they really think that it has to be a criminal mastermind who did this. No. they're Yeah. They're no. like, no, the blue is so big and the security is so good no. that it had to be somebody who's like – well-worn criminal, and they specifically suggest that it's Adam Worth um, who's been suggested to us to do a topic uh, or like mm-hmm. to do an episode about, which I still need to do um, because he's called the Napoleon of crime. Yes, which I don't understand what that means, but <laughs> okay. He conquered the entire continent, uh, all of, crime. of Europe with crime. Crime, <laughs> crime's throne was empty, and he's like, I will fill it. I will do it. <laughs> it's me. But uh, they suggest it's Adam Worth. The only problem is Adam Worth has been dead for ten years, so it was he lied. That was his greatest line. Somebody – people think that. <laughs> yeah. Because the only reason I know how he, I know how conspiracies <laughs> work. I get it. I get it. Uh, the only reason that they know he's dead is because their his friend tells him, like tells people that he's dead. Yeah. And that he's like already been buried and everything. Okay. Sure. Did that, anyone see it? They said that he died like a year ago. Uh-huh. And he just wanted it to be secret. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, he definitely died. He either didn't die or oink, oink. you murdered him. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, yeah, he's been dead for like a year. Fair. Whatever. I mean, the great, like what I, I know it didn't mm-hmm. because people would care more. Yeah. Uh, but what I wish had happened is I wish the director had stolen it. Right. Like, the museum director? Genius. Oh, he quits um, after this because people are so mad at him Yeah, um, that he resigns. Because but, like, if he knew he do? did it, he's like, I saved this museum. Yeah. People are actually buying tickets again. Right. People like, care. People keep talking about how shameful it is. And I was just like, I would be... Like, capitulating on that hardcore advertising, like, come see the space where she used to reside, you Mm -hmm. know, like, pay your respects to her. And they make a crap ton of money when they open up again. Like I said, for people just going to look at nothing. Right. They're selling nothing. That's not true. (laughs) They're selling Art Void, the lack of art. Art is like anything in a frame, and the frame is now the museum. <laughs> and the irony of paying money to go to the best museum in the world to look at the not-art is ridiculous. I honestly would rather go and look at the not-art <laughs> yeah. than I mean, to go and see the actual Mona Lisa. That's fair, because I also don't really like the painting. I don't get it, so whatever. And like, it, I feel like it would be more meaningful if it was just an empty spot on a wall with flowers around it. I'm like, wow, right. oh, that's like... I get it, man. Oh, but so uh while this is happening, um I think like maybe a month or two after the uh painting has been stolen, JP Morgan does come to France. He already had like a trip <laughs> planned. Well, well, well. <laughs> and um and then of course once they hear he's in He's in uh, France. They, like, lose their minds about it, and the papers are going crazy. And apparently um, some very ballsy uh, reporter uh, finds him at, like, whatever spa or whatever he's at. Yeah. And, like, runs up to him and is like, admit that you stole the painting. Mr. Jangles Bobo Morgan. And I'm like, how do you not have security to, like, murder that man immediately when he starts walking towards you? Like, Mm -hmm. you're so rich. What are you doing? Uh, but apparently from that moment on he doesn't answer him but he puts on um, he's got like a fancy pin from France (laughs) I'm trying to remember what it's called Uh, like a little lapel pin or something yes it's like that. he's in like the legion or something it's like the highest honor that France can you know bestow on someone who's like not in the military yeah so basically just like guess what the country loves me suck it you Mm -hmm. know and I'm like okay I mean (laughs) Just like, hey, I have the pass. I'm allowed to be here. Um, And then it, you know, makes people be like, well, how did the Mona Lisa get here? Like, what's the history of how she arrived here? Um, Because some people seem to, like, not think it's a bad thing, Italian specifically, um, because they're like, well, you stole her from us. So there. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is not true. (laughs) Good guess. Yeah. uh, Lots of things in the Louvre are stolen. Most of it, probably. Yeah. Uh, Although a lot of it's French, so not those, probably. But um, Also stolen. Also could be stolen. From a state state. Yeah. There you go. But uh, not the Mona Lisa, um, because at the time that he was painting it, Da Vinci was employed by Francois, who's the first, who's the king of France. Mm -hmm. He was his personal artist. And... He came from, like, Italy with the painting, like, half finished. Mm -hmm. And when Francois saw it, he was like, ooh, could you finish that for me? I really like it. Uh, And he was like, sure. Uh, It takes him a few more years. (laughs) This old thing? Yeah. It takes him a few more years to finish it. And then, like, right around the time he finishes it, I think he dies. Mm -hmm. And so all of uh, da Vinci's estate goes to his, like, ward or whatever, you know, his, like, Patron. Yeah. the He's like student. Um, Metz. And uh, then, you know, the king's like, hey, I was supposed to purchase that from him. Can I buy it from you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, sure. Like buys sure. it from the estate. So he sells it to him. And so I'm like, it's probably the, as the- far as a foreign art that's in the Louvre, the least <laughs> problematic art the Louvre has. Yeah. That's not, like, French art. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think you can say he stole it when he bought it from him. And he was, like, employing him. And he finished it here. So, like, no. It's, uh, yeah. My favorite thing is they'll say, like, Napoleon stole it. And I'm like, no, you've had it for, like, 300 years before Napoleon's around. He didn't steal all of it. (laughs) Okay. It's not always about Napoleon. Even in 1911, we're still Napoleon (laughs) did it. He's the boogeyman. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is his fault. No one else has risen to take the spot yet. (laughs) Um, We got, like, another, like, 30 years till we have better boogeymen. And then there, uh, later, like, much, like, like after the crime is solved, Mm -hmm. um, there's a conspiracy about what happened. And this guy says that he had, uh, he employed the person who stole it to steal it. And there was actually a team of them. In some cases, they say there's one person, and sometimes there's three people. I led the team. Varying (laughs) accounts. But they say that that's why he had a key. They gave him the key. And that he broke in and stole it for them, specifically so that they could sell copies. Okay. So they said they wanted him to steal that one, and then they were going to sell copies to rich Americans, mm-hmm. um, so they think they have the real one, Yeah, and then once they had already sold them and it was too late, then they would return it. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. Sure it was. Totally. Yeah. Whether or not they did sell fake ones to Americans <laughs> while it was missing, um, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, good business move, I think. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think you... <laughs> like, I I guess you could have stolen it first, but... Yeah. As soon as it gets stolen by anyone, every, Why wouldn't you? Everyone should be making copies Why wouldn't you and do selling that? it. Yeah. Come on. So which is weird because I bet nowadays yeah. the fake ones are also pretty sure. like expensive and yeah. worthy. Like this was made right after it was stolen as and like a piece of history. I think this interview was like not very long ago because mm-hmm. um, they were like, "Well, where are the copies?" Mm-hmm. Because this person's claiming that they no did one's that. gonna admit it. And they, he was like, "Oh, they'll come out." Mm-hmm. Basically, he was saying like the people who bought them haven't died yet. Yeah, but they'll they'll come out. Um, but as far as I know, not currently. Uh, because, so. like, what we'll if, see. What if you had the real one? Right. What if you had the real You yeah. can't tell people because what if uh-huh. you did have the real one? And that's the thing, like we mentioned earlier, some people think that what was happening was that the the museum's lying, that they were taking it out for restoration, cleaning, or photography. Mm-hmm. They ruined it. Oh. They're pretending <laughs> it's stolen until yeah. they can recreate it. That's fun brilliant that's fun they also think that the french government might have sold it to a rich american for money that's terrible and then they're making a recreation to put there i mean make the recreation first that's yeah That's terrible right and that they just made it a big thing and that it was also just to sell tickets to Mm -hmm. the louvre so it's a lot happening where people have a lot of feelings and all of those things i think are more interesting than what happened yeah (laughs) When you hear so, what happens, you're like, I mean, yeah, oh. I mean, yeah, it's like when you um, when you learn about like a really old cold case, it's like, I mean, like, um, two face Harvey Dent. Nope. <laughs> That's much more interesting. <laughs> uh, no, like the um, Golden State Killer. Yeah, it's like it seemed, yeah, he seems so mythical. And then you find it out and you're like, oh, he's just this nasty old man. Like, cool. Which he he just used to be a nasty young man. Already knew. It's like the the twist is that, oh, he was a cop. Yeah. Which is like, oh, it's extra bad But it's like he's not even like that smart or interesting. It's just like, ugh, Uh you know. Uh, but, like, you want it to be so many different crazy things, you know, that mm-hmm. are, like, so fascinating. And then it's, like, it's just this stupid guy We want our gross. monsters to be interesting <laughs> and reflect yeah. us and our society. And then it turns out it's just a guy. They're just gross. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, cool. Real monsters aren't, like, fabulous. Thanks. They're just kind of gross. Right. Which is, like, obviously I want to find out who the Zodiac is because I want, you know, there to just, be justice. I just want closure. And I want to know. But at the same time, it's, like... It's going to ruin it. It is. (laughs) You know it's going to ruin it. It's going to ruin it. Oh, I have to tell you the name of that, like, uh, the undersecretary of the state of Beaux-Arts. Okay. Um, He was the road guy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) The road guy. His name is so French also. It's uh, Etienne du Jardin Beaumont. Sure. Everything sounds French when your nose is (laughs) stuffy. It is. So... (laughs) It's a fun and a, a Extra good at it, right? Sorry, now. France and France Sorry, people. France. Okay, I love them enough for the both of us. <laughs> for I, everyone, I really. have to poke fun because Alexis loves them so I much. I won't do it. Someone uh, has to make the joke jokes. Yeah, here's another account where people are um, scrutinizing the uh, security. Yeah, there is not even one guard per gallery. <laughs> The small pictures in the Dutch room running along Rubens Gallery are literally abandoned to thieves. The pictures, even the smallest, are not padlocked to the wall, as they are in most museums abroad. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Furthermore. That it's, like, abroad, that's true. Sure. That sounds fake. Um, Furthermore, it is a fact that the guards have never been drilled in how to rescue pictures in case of a fire. I mean, if there's a fire... Depending on how big it is, you're screwed. Because people were saying that that's why it, they're easy to remove from the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, they made them not that hard to take off because they're worried if there's a fire that they won't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So, like, the ones that are valuable, they have to be able to remove quickly. Great. Um, and then uh, just to just throw in a nice spice of racism, uh, the situation is one of carelessness, negligence, indifference. The Louvre is less protected than a Spanish museum. Mm hmm. Disgusting. I mean, there's a lot of that. Right. They're like, it was the Italians. It was that that Spaniard Picasso. I mean, we're about to start World War <laughs> yeah. One. So the Nationalism is strong, my dude, which is probably also why they're like these freaking American billionaires or millionaires. They don't even care that it's like they're not on the continent. They're just like everyone but France sucks. You're, so, just, you're just coming here on some kind of weird money safari. Too bad. <laughs> some weird money safari. It's so true. Well, and it's like France is still at the time, like, the place to go to, like, be like, you're bougie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, like, they've got so much uh, art culture happening and all of that's about not being bougie. So they're right? just like, ew, I hate it. You have to, like, slum it a bit to see the real art. Right. That's true all the time. It's true. The other drill that they ran that I forgot to tell you about, um, the policeman was they... Timed themselves about how long it would take (laughs) to get a painting off the wall. Okay, like a second? Because they want to know how difficult it is. Well, Mona Lisa was in a frame that Mm -hmm. was 30 pounds, and then the glass case around her is 150 pounds in weight. So the whole thing is like 200 pounds almost. Wow. So it's pretty heavy, um, and they did it without breaking the glass or making any noise. Mm -hmm. So they're like, with those things in mind, like how long does it take to get off the wall? Mm -hmm. And they have two policemen do it together uh, with a similar size painting that has the glass and everything. And it takes them a few minutes to, like, be able to successfully get it off safely. Okay. Uh, But then they ask somebody who works there, they're like, can you do it, like, by themselves? Because they, like, their suspicion is currently that it's one person because Mm -hmm. of their interviews. Yeah. And the uh, worker is able to get it off in six seconds. Yeah. Because he works there. What's up with the guards? So they're like, oh. <laughs> Why can't the guards do it? Well, those are policemen doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But even... I don't think the guards really know how to do it either. Even policemen should be, like, specked in strength a little bit. Yeah. Right? No. No? I think they were trying to be too careful, maybe. Yeah. Because, But also, like, yeah, there's two of them. And then they ask one maintenance worker. It's like, yeah. And I I'm just- like, there's a trick to it. You have to use your arms. <laughs> maintenance work is about upper body strength, so... <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um... How long do you think it takes before they get the painting back, or before they find out that it where it is? Uh, I mean, I want to say like under a year. It's two years. Two years. Okay. Two full years. I mean, that's pretty. Like after a year goes by, I'm like, it's over. Yeah, you're never getting it back. Like after a week, it's over. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I'm th- ma- like imagine how hard it is to find like a living human person. Yes. And they're like man after 24 hours it you're it's bad. Yeah. And the thing is um after a few months the this book that I was reading the Crimes of Paris. Um <laughs> The Crimes of Paris. <laughs> the Crimes de Paris. Um they're saying that like the police don't have time for this anymore. Yeah. Because not only, like, did, it, did have they not found it, which is a problem, and it's been months, mm-hmm. um, but also they have a string of bank robberies happening in Paris uh, <laughs> where they're, for the first time, using a getaway car. Nice. So... They don't have time for this. Um, other but, stuff's being stolen. What if it frequently. was the same people? <laughs> it's not. And they're but that like, that would be amazing. They're like, we can do this. We can do anything we want. We're like legit. <laughs> we stole the Mona Lisa. It's very, I mean, it would be very, very cool. Okay. I think it's going to end up being two episodes. Okay. So uh, that's that's the feelings we're having right now. Mona Lisa's gone. Where'd she go? Time What's <laughs> happening? Time jump. It's two years later. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump. Uh, in the next episode, and um, we'll, yeah, we'll jump, and then we'll go back, and we'll walk you through. Um, okay, how we did it. Okay, I'll give you like a little update. Yeah, don't even worry about it. Yeah, don't um, don't look it up. I, you gotta wait. <laughs> you gotta wait. Don't you dare look up who did it. It will disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to disappoint you. We want to do it. So don't you dare. I'm trying to look up. We just got a new patron. So I think we're not going to do the whole list anymore like we said. Mm-hmm. We can do that in the minis maybe or, oh, okay. um, you know, and like we said, the music will remind you of the blessings you have bestowed upon us. That's from you. And <laughs> listeners like you. <laughs> Thank you. But we recently had a new patron join us and I want to give them a shout out. Oh, if yeah. I we could do like figure out like new patrons. That'd be fine. Yeah. I think like when you're brand new, we'll be like, hey, Thanks. Uh, (laughs) Hey. Hey, thanks. Thanks. And we just got a new um, pledge from Erica. So thank you, Erica. Erica. You're the best. Erica. Better than the rest. (laughs) Mm, That sounds mean. No. (laughs) You're really good. (laughs) Better than the rest of people who don't listen to our podcast. Better than all the rest of those Ericas. (laughs) Oh. I mean, there's probably other Ericas who listen. Are they Patreons? I don't know. I don't think so, but it's hard to say. Uh, But thank you, Erica, for donating. And uh, if anyone else wants to donate to us at patreon.com slash hysterical history, we would appreciate it. We're going to have some fun things coming up. Up the pipeline? Down the pipeline? Sure. Around the pipeline? Into your heart. Um, Right into your muscle. (laughs) Right into your thumpy muscle. Uh, and if you want to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere, that would be cool beans. We'd appreciate it. We're now Googleable because of you. So. And Google, you did it. Thanks. You made us discoverable. Yeah, and people are like finding us and like talking to us like about stuff, sending us emails. And we're like, how did you find? We're us? like, this is a prank. <laughs> <laughs> are you? It's clearly a lie. Uh, but they wouldn't be able to find us without you. Without you. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to be pranked. It's all possible through you. <laughs> so thank you. Listeners. Um, and uh if you want to email us, hysterical history podcast at gmail.com. I know we haven't had any minis for a long time. Uh we were gone and abroad and then I accidentally ruined one, <laughs> so uh, we're gonna redo them, and there should be a lot of them soon because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of emails. They're still happening, we j- and we've been responding. We just uh, haven't had time to record. Yeah. So look out for those soon. And bye. Watch out. Bye. 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 <laughs>